several times this week, my dad and I have talked about what it is that makes people move beyond their current place in God and, and, and reach for the gifts of God and begin to express the gifts of God, amen, in those vulnerable places where the flesh is not in control. And several times this week when we've talked about it, he has said to me that there has got to be a certain fear of the Lord that makes people move out in that way, that makes people step across that, that threshold where the, the flesh is no longer in its safety zone. And I, it's kind of ironic in one sense that it's the fear of the Lord that makes us reach out in that courageous way. And I, I read this morning through the book of Joshua maybe ten times where he says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous and take the land. Be strong and courageous and do all that Moses spoke to you. Be strong and courageous and do not regard the strength of the nations that you're going to dispossess. Over and over, he says, be strong and courageous. He makes a correlation between strength and courage. Amen. But then I was going back to what my dad was saying about how there has to be a certain fear of the Lord. But really... There's no contradiction between the courage of God and the fear of the Lord. The courage that makes us step out and obey God, it really is it's based in the fear of the Lord. You know, my dad's told a story and he reminded me of it again this week of um, a point in his life where he had made a sacrifice, he had given himself and then he went back to the hotel where he was staying and the Lord put something on his heart to go make another sacrifice and go reach someone in a certain way. And he, he wavered there for a second and then he heard the Lord say, are you finished? You know, is your work on this earth finished? Are you ready to meet the Lord? Amen. And he said, oh no, Lord, I've, I've just barely begun. And so the Lord brought it back to him again. Well, then get up and and go do what I've told you. I think in my own life, to to lesser degree, I feel the same way. I think about times when I was 17, 18, 19, yesterday, when I've gone to meetings with the express desire not to share. I'm not going to share. I'm not going to share. Remember being 17, 18... Saying to me, I'm not going to share. I'm not going to share. I'm not going to share. I was just feeling, and I'd be standing there saying something. And I ask myself, what is it? What is it that, that drives you out of your seat? What is it that, that makes you cross that threshold and, and try to become the Lord's servant as opposed to hiding back in, in your silence and your, your comfortable place? Amen. Where there's no vulnerability, there's no risk. Amen. What is it? And, uh, you know, I remember Brother Josiah saying something along the lines of, if someone's trying to move into the gift of music, there's a lot of buffeting, there's a lot of challenging, there's a lot of correction that comes into your life. And he said something along the lines of, if you can be stopped, it's just probably not your gift. Amen. And I, I've heard other people say, well, but I know I have a talent, I know I have something from God, 
Amen. I know God gave me a facility, and yet they seem like they can be stopped. And I, I have to believe, I have to agree with you, that it must not be their gift. Having a talent and being able to move in the gifts of the Spirit are not the same thing. Amen. There are a lot of talented people out there in the world, and they're talented in the flesh. God gave them the talent, but it doesn't become a gift to the Spirit until something hooks in your heart and, and takes you in a way you wouldn't go. When you're saying, I can't, I can't, I won't, I won't, it still hooks in your heart, pulls you up out of your seat, and pretty soon you're doing something you didn't plan. Amen? And I, I thought of, in, in my life, I, I remember even back to, to times when going to Meadowlands and such, and again, thinking in my heart, this isn't necessary, I'm not going to say anything, I'm not going to say anything, I'm not going to say anything, and then sensing that God had something for these people, that they were at death's door, some of them, that they had been sold a bill of goods and given a cheapened version of the gospel, and yet they were dissatisfied, they were needy, they were lonely, amen, and they felt like God had somehow let them down. And I remember feeling in those moments like, oh no, oh no, this, this isn't God's fault, Amen. I've got to tell them. I've got to tell them. So opening my Bible, you know, you think you felt the power of God, but it says in the day you seek him with all your heart, you will find him. If you haven't found him, then it's up to you to seek him more. You know, and, and little simple words starting to come forth. And, and I always felt like, looking back, I realized that there was something in me that felt like, I was somehow tied up in the reputation of God. Like my dad spoke, glory means the radiant reputation of someone or something greater than yourself. And, and it was like, without even realizing it, you become tied up in the reputation of God. Where you feel like, if I don't say something, God is going to get the black eye here. And God doesn't deserve the black eye. He has... He's been so good to me. He's spoken so much truth to me. How could I ever be quiet? How could I ever be a false witness? Amen. Just by what I don't do, by what I don't say, how could I keep silent? Amen. And so you, you get up and you say something, and it's clumsy, and it's, it's not perfect, and it falls short. Amen. So you get up again, and you try again, and you may even fail even worse. But all that makes you do is say, God... I know it's me. I know it's not you. Help me, God. Help me. Give me more faith. Give me more grace, God. Because I'm going to get out there and I'm going to try to speak on your name. And if your presence doesn't go with me, God, it's your name that's going to be hurt. Amen. But I can't sit there and just be silent anymore. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. And I think of a couple scriptures. You know, I thought of this scripture. Many, O Lord, my God, are the wonders which you have done and your thoughts toward us. There is none to compare with you. If I would declare and speak of them, they would be too numerous to count. Sacrifice and meal offering you have not desired, but my ear you have opened. 
And we know that when they quoted this in the New Testament, they said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared to do your will, O God. And you can't, you can't be someone who is that glove on the hand of God. You can't be someone possessed and filled with the action and the heart and the will of God until you open your ears, until you put yourself, you open your ears as wide as a culvert and you say, God, please speak to me. I know you're speaking out there somewhere. I know God is, His voice is going forth. Amen. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmaments speak of His handiwork. There is no place where your voice is not heard. God, please open my ear. Open my heart. It's like my dad said, you go to a meeting and, and, and you, you, you share and you try to give something from God and it falls short. Amen. What do you do? You go back and you say, God, I know you were speaking. I know you were speaking. What is it in me that, that, that throttles or kinks that word that is going forth? Please, God, open my ear so that I can be part of the body you have prepared to do your will, O oh God. So he says, they were a sacrifice and meal offering you have not desired, but my ear you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you have not required. Then I said, behold, I come. Amen. He doesn't want you to send your offering. He doesn't want you to send your sin offering, your meal offering. He doesn't want you to send your little sacrifices. He wants you to open your ear and then say, behold, I come. I'm not giving something of myself. I am giving myself as a living sacrifice. Amen. Whom shall I send, the Lord says? Who will go for us? Behold, I come. God, I am going to wrap myself so up in your purpose and your plan and what you're trying to do on this earth that I lose awareness of what's me and what's you. And for me to live is Christ and to die is truly gain. Amen. I am caught up in what you're doing. And even though I go to a meeting and I plan to keep silent, when I sense that your reputation is at stake, when I sense that you want to do something, I can't help myself. Behold, I come. Amen. I'm here, God, to do your will, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you have not required. Amen. But my ear you have opened. Behold, I come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O oh God. Amen. Amen. I have food to eat that you know not of. Amen. My food, my sense of fulfillment, my sense of purpose. Amen. It's all caught up in that sense that the purpose of God, the will of God has inched forward. Amen. One more time. Amen. And the kingdom of God is advancing. Amen. And he's using even the likes of me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I delight to do your will, O God. Your law is within my heart. I have proclaimed glad tidings of righteousness, the gospel, the good news of righteousness in the great congregation. Behold, I will not restrain my lips. Amen. He faced the same thing. 
He, he felt the same tendency to bottle it up, to make excuses based on his imperfections. He felt the same thing we do, just like Jeremiah did, just like Isaiah did. Amen. Behold, I will not restrain my lips, O Lord. You know I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. That little seed of truth, that little spark of promise that could be the difference for someone. Amen. That could ignite someone sitting in a lost cause and make the difference for them. Amen. That potential of grace that you could give as a good steward of the manifold gift of God, it is the power to make someone else able to do the will of God, to be righteous. Amen. So he says, I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. Amen. I come. I make myself vulnerable. I open my ear. Amen. I make myself available. Amen. I subject myself to what's going on outside of myself. Amen. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the congregation. You, O Lord, will not withhold your compassion from me. Your loving kindness and your truth will continually preserve me. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Do you see what he's saying? Amen. He's saying, because I didn't make this all about me. Amen. Because I couldn't keep it inside. Because I didn't hide your righteousness and your truth and your loving kindness in my soul. Amen. I didn't conceal your loving kindness and your truth from from the congregation. Therefore, O Lord, you will not withhold your loving kindness from me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus said, I only speak what the Father says, and he is always with me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You want to feel the loving kindness of God? You want to feel the consolation, amen, of God's continual presence? Amen. His compassion for you. Amen. Then intertwine your heart with his purpose and get caught up in his will and let it take you to places where you're not comfortable. Amen. You're going to feel the favor of God in your life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. You see, you see, there's two kinds of fear. Proverbs speaks of two kinds of fear. Amen. One kind of fear, it says, the fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. Many seek the favor of a ruler, but justice for a man comes from the Lord. Amen. The fear of man brings a snare. Amen. What is a snare? It's something laid in the path of someone. Amen. The path of his commands the commands of love, the commands of truth, the command to offer yourself up as a living sacrifice. In that pathway, there's a snare where the trapper of our souls, the hunter of our souls has laid a little snare, amen, so that we get caught, amen. And we're walking along on the path, we're gaining ground, and then all of a sudden, we get caught, 
And it seems like we can't get any further. Amen. We're in the same place we were last year. We're offering the same kind of sacrifices we were last year. We're caught. And the kingdom of God is not advancing. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. What is that snare? What is that? That's something that's stopped our walk with God. Amen. It's the fear of man. Amen. It sinks into our leg like the teeth. Amen. Of a trap. Amen. You can't do that. You can't do that. Amen. It binds us. It holds us back. Amen. The fear of man brings a snare. But then he says in Proverbs 14, He who fears Yahweh has a secure fortress, and for his children it will be a refuge. The fear of Yahweh is a fountain of life, turning a man from the snares of death. Amen. The fear of man brings a snare, but the fear of Yahweh turns a man from the snares of death. Amen. Amen. The fear of of man says, I'm going to lose my image. Amen. I'm going to lose my my standing. I'm I'm going to stumble and fall. I'm going to be shown to be fallible and imperfect. Oh, what a dangerous risk. Amen. That's what the fear of man says. So stay here. This is comfortable. Amen. The fear of God says, how can I conceal his loving kindness and truth from the congregation? Oh, God, I fear. Amen. I fear lest I who have preached to others should become a castaway. Paul said, I am innocent of the blood of all men because I did not shrink back from declaring the full counsel of God. Amen. The fear of God says there are eternal things at stake and I have no time to stop or be caught up in these images. I have got to run in the paths of your commands. I have got to offer up myself as a living sacrifice. And if in so doing, I provoke the anger of men and I die doing so, amen, for me to live is Christ and to die is truly gain. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The fear of man brings a snare. The fear of the Lord, amen, releases us from the snares of death. Jesus said, I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. But I will warn you whom you should fear. Fear the one who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. I tell you, fear him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I think of the passage in Matthew, Matthew 10, that probably is very often taken out of context, where Jesus says, A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a slave above his master. It is enough for the disciple that he become like his teacher and the slave like his master. He's telling them, you're not going to go beyond me. He's telling his disciples, you're going you're to be like me. But you're not going to go beyond me. Amen. If they called, if they have called the head of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they malign the members of his household? Amen. You're not going to move on to glory in the flesh. You're not going to move on to to embrace the world and be embraced by the world. Amen. It's a cross that God is calling you to. Amen. We, it was an obvious cross back then because if you spoke, you could be stoned. Amen. It's a subtler cross now, but it's no less a cross. Amen. Because you're going to have to lose your image. You're going to have to lose your standing in the flesh if you would ever become vulnerable and become the vessel of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
Therefore, do not fear them. Amen. Do not fear them who are going to malign you. Do not fear them who are going to call you Beelzebub. Amen. Do not fear them. Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be made known. Amen. What is he talking about here? What has he concealed within us? Your truth, O God, I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. But he says, I will not conceal your truth and your loving kindness from the congregation. When God, when we walk through our day, when we study, amen, when we walk with God through conversations, through prayers, amen, through experiences, God is speaking always. And if we've opened our ears, His truth is falling into our heart. Little by little, it's falling into our hearts. But it's the kingdom of God is within us. It's concealed within us as yet. It's the truth that's come straight from God, and it's hidden in our hearts. Amen. But it is not God's will for that truth to remain concealed. It is not God's will for us to harbor that truth as if it's our private thing. Amen. He planted it in us like the talents given to a faithful servant. And he expects, he demands that we take those things and find a way to multiply them. How do we multiply them? We share them. Amen. You share what God has given with you. You let it come out, however imperfect. You give your best. You make a sacrifice. You humble yourself. You seek to be in God's timing and God's way, but you determine that the gifts He has given to you do not belong to you, and they are the Lord's to do with as He pleases. Amen. And you don't resent Him for that and say, I know you reap where you didn't sow. You say, I I know you only reap where you did sow. You sowed these gifts into my heart and I'm not going to take pride in sharing them with my wife alone or reading them and getting a, a blessing out of it. I know that the truth is what makes free. The truth is what liberates. Amen. The truth is what gives life and gives birth. Amen. So I am not going to withhold this truth. There may be brothers and sisters of mine whose soul and eternal destiny hangs on my willingness or unwillingness to reveal the truth of God that he's put in my heart. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have an option in it. Paul said, may I boast that I preach the gospel? He says, certainly not. For woe is me. I am under obligation. I cannot help but preach the gospel. I can't take boasting in it. God is just reaping where he sowed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So Jesus says, don't fear them. Don't fear them. Amen. And don't expect, don't have false expectations. Don't be, don't expect this to be a glory road for the flesh. If they call me Beelzebub, they're going to call you Beelzebub. Amen. If they lied about me, they're going to malign you. Amen. Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in darkness, speak in the light. And what you hear, whispered in the ear, proclaim upon the housetops. Amen. What God wants revealed is the things He has buried in our hearts. Those hidden miracles that need to be manifested in order to see their power. Amen. In the life of the body as a whole. What I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light. And what you hear, whispered in your ear, proclaim upon the housetop. 
Do not fear those who kill the body and are unable to kill the soul. Amen. See, a person who lets all the gifts of God come inside. Amen. He says, when I was silent, my bones rotted away within me. Amen. They kill the soul. Amen. That's powerful stuff. The will and the word of God. And if you hide it in your heart, amen. And you never let it out. You never find a way to express, to press out the gift of God from within. You're going to feel like you're dead long before you give your last breath. You're going to feel like your soul is dead. Amen. You're going to feel like you never found the purpose of your life. Amen. You pandered and pleased men. Amen. You sat down at the dinner table, and like that poem that my dad has quoted from so often, you could never squeeze the universe into a ball and roll it towards some overwhelming question. Amen. Instead, you took pleasure in the ice and the tea and the taking of a toast. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You could never cry out, I am Lazarus. Come back from the dead. Come back to tell you. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. And you were a good man. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But you never made the difference in anybody's life. Amen. You were too caught up with the approval of men. Amen. And your soul died in that tomb. Amen. Of self-protection. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Until pretty soon you could get to meetings and you no longer felt it. You see, that's why. That's why you do it. Because you're terrified that you're going to lose this feeling. Because as, as horrible as this feeling is to your flesh, it's a reminder that God is still in touch with you. Amen. You can still be his. Amen. And you don't ever want to lose that feeling. Amen. So you cry out, Oh, Lord, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Amen. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, that thrill over what you've done to such a degree that I cannot keep silent for all that the Lord has done. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. But you, you silence it. Like the nine lepers, you silence it. And you silence it when he speaks to you. And you silence it. And you silence it. And you silence it. Amen. And pretty soon you no longer hear it. Amen. And pretty soon you no longer feel his compassion. You no longer feel his loving kindness. Amen. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the congregation. Therefore, O Lord, you will not withhold your compassion from me. Your loving kindness and your truth will preserve me. Amen. You want to feel like God is with you. You want to feel like God is still holding your hand, still walking beside you. Then you better be willing to make yourself vulnerable when it counts. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy, destroy both body and soul in hell. What is the context that Jesus is speaking of this? This, this hell, this destruction in hell. What is the context? It's the context of speaking what he has spoken to them in secret. That's the context. Say, how could God be so harsh? 
How could God take that unprofitable servant who just had some fear issues and bind him hand and foot and throw him into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth over all the missed opportunities, over all the excuse-making that now is revealed as the pathetic lies that it really was all along. Amen. But like Jonah, you think you can separate your calling from your salvation? Amen. Amen. It'll drive you down to the pit of hell. Amen. You think you can come week after week to meetings to be blessed and entertained, but you don't feel what Brother Howard feels. Oh, God. When you start feeling the presence of God, you say, oh, God, we've got to get this out. Oh, God, we've got to get this out because your reputation is tarnished. The walls are broken down and the gates are burned with fire. Oh, God, something's got to happen. Amen. For Jerusalem's sake, I cannot keep silent. For Zion's sake, I cannot hold my peace. Amen. Until she makes her, he makes her righteousness go forth like brightness. Amen. And her salvation like a blazing torch. You don't light a torch and put it under a basket. Amen. But you are a city set up on a hill that cannot be hid. Because people have found the courage to let God's light blaze forth in brightness into this darkness surrounding us. God in Jesus' name. God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul. But fear him who is able to to destroy both body and soul in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a cent? And yet one of them will not fall to the ground apart from your father. But the very hairs of your head are numbered. What he's trying to say is God cares. He knows what you're going through. He went through it. When he said, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down on my own free will, what was he saying? He was saying every time that I face that choice to pander to the Pharisees and become one of them and put them at ease... Or else speak the word of God that makes a difference and brings them to a point of decision. Every time I face that choice, I'm at a crossroads where I choose to die or I choose to live in the flesh. Amen. Every time he spoke the truth and it invoked wrath and anger in them, he was laying his life down. Amen. He could have pandered. He could have just been everybody's good buddy. Amen. That's not why he came into the world. He came into the world to bear witness to the truth. Amen. He says, a sparrow doesn't fall to the ground without your father. Amen. But the very hairs of your head are numbered. Amen. God has compassion and loving kindness. God has a closeness and intimacy with you. Amen that he is waiting to reveal when you'll stop concealing what he's given you. Amen? 
I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the congregation. Therefore, O Lord, you will not withhold your compassion from me. Your loving kindness and your truth will continually preserve me. The hairs of your head are numbered. Stop concealing. Stop Stop savoring the things that be of man. That's how the devil reigns. But when you savor the things that be of God, that's how the kingdom advances. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. See, so savor. That means to love the taste of. Amen. I love the taste of the things of the flesh. Ooh, just, I love it when I get together and the camaraderie and the good buddydom and, and uh, we have this little click and, and we can do this together and we can do that together and there's nothing really bad going on. And, but, but, you know, we have this click and it's just, mm, I just love it. I love to spend time with my friends. And Jeremiah said, I was alone because God's hand was on my life. Amen. But even when you're alone, he will not leave you alone. His loving kindness and his truth will sustain you. Amen. Hallelujah. Pray with me for just a second. Praise you, Jesus, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus, God. Praise you, Jesus, God. Praise you, Jesus, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hila raboka shata la masa. Jesus, 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 God. Hallelujah, 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 God. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You are worth more than many sparrows, amen. The very hairs of your head are numbered, so do not fear. You are more valuable than many sparrows. Therefore, everyone who confesses me, amen. Everyone who confesses, remember he started off saying, you're going to be treated terribly, but don't be afraid, amen. What I speak in secret, declare on the rooftops. And then he goes on and he talks about, you know, it matters. You can lose your soul for this. And then he comes back around in case we've forgotten. He says, therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will deny him before my father who is in heaven. Amen. To deny your flesh, what does it mean? When your flesh gives you an impulse and you just don't give it voice, you don't even give it a second thought, you just say no and you move on. That's how you deny your flesh. Amen. It's the same way you deny the Spirit. The, the Spirit gives you an impulse. The Spirit gives you a little instigation. No. Amen. Amen. And you deny it. You don't give it voice. You don't let it out. And you just deny the Spirit. Amen. What does it mean to confess? It means to speak the same thing as. When you're in that context of your perfect little clique, your friends that you love to hang out with, amen, you savor the things that be of man. You love the taste of carnal fellowship. Amen? There's nothing wrong with having a good time and laughing. Dad says, says that all the time. But you love the things that be of man. You love the expertise of man. You love the wisdom of man. You love the powers of man to do this or do that. 
But do you savor the things that be of God? You see, the way Satan used Peter and the way Satan uses all of us is when we, he gets us to savor the things that be of man more than the things that be of God. Amen. I just love that. But do you feel that way about the truth? Do you feel that way about the word of God? Do you love the feeling? Does your soul crave and savor the feeling of God's truth piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and setting people free? Do you love the feeling of all the powers and deceptions of the enemy being brought to nothing? Amen. Being every stronghold and eye high thing that exalts itself against God being torn down by the truth? Do you love that feeling? Do you kind of put up with and go along with natural things in a, in a setting, in a, in, a, in a conversation or in a fellowship setting? But in your heart, you're hoping that it'll go deeper. You're hoping that there will be a chance for God to speak or for you to speak something from God. Amen. Do you perceive in the Spirit and carry that burden? Amen. And you're hoping, oh God, I love this brother, I love this sister, but I can see they're starting to get caught up in a trip, and I remember when I was caught up in that. God, please give me a chance. Amen. And you're excited. Amen. Your heart begins to race. You get excited. Amen. When the opening comes for you to reveal the truths that God has concealed within your heart. Do you feel that way? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Do you love the truth? Do you, have you received a love for the truth? Amen. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Or are you sitting there hoping that this doesn't go too serious? I hope Brother so-and-so doesn't. I know his tendency. <laughs> He always takes things so seriously. I was hoping we could sing a little. Brother so-and-so, it's getting late. Amen. Amen. You savor the things that be of man. You love the taste of carnality. But you haven't cultivated that, the, the taste of the kingdom of God. And if you ever did... If you ever felt the feeling of being that glove on the hand of God, being used by God, where you were saying things you didn't think of, you were doing things you didn't initiate, you were going places you didn't plan, oh God, but you felt like you were caught up in an eternal purpose and it was advancing. You would taste and see that the Lord is good and you could never settle for mammon again. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You would get hooked. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will confess him before my Father who is in heaven, but whoever denies me, Amen. Before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. So where is this great confession going to take place? Where is this, where is this, this, this unconcealment going to take place? Where is this proclamation on the rooftop going to take place? I came to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law that a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Amen. 
Amen. The rooftop you climb on first is your own house. Amen. Amen. You love the truth in your own house. Amen. I look back at at our house and to this day, our house, my parents' house. Amen. And to this day, you know what defines it? We talk. That may surprise you. I, I know it probably doesn't, but we talk a lot. Amen. Bible says, and they spoke with one another, and the Lord listened, and a book of remembrance was written. Amen. We talk. Amen. It's not all about the, the natural and the mundane. We talk, and we come at it from every angle. I think of it like the treasure pot, God's treasure chest in the middle, where something special, some treasure of truth is going to be revealed. And we approach that treasure chest from the angle of humor, from the angle of anecdotes, from the angle of, of circumstances that people went through, from the angle of anything and everything, but it always feels like we always come down to the same treasure chest. And somehow, it all, the conversation always leads to some moment where you hear the voice of God. Amen. In your family, do you have that kind of relationship? Or do you have family time, which is called carnality, or just naturalness, and then you have spiritual time when, son, we need to talk about this? Or is God just reigning all the time? Amen. And every, every conversation, every circumstance is a pathway closer to God. And somehow or another, it all leads to God. Not by accident, not because all roads lead up the same place, but because your heart pulls you in that direction. The hook is set, and it leads you to the same place every time. Amen. The greatest things that have happened in my mind and in my heart, the, the place where I was converted was not sitting in a meeting chair, but was sitting in my living room with my dad, just talking. Amen. Where's your rooftop? Amen. Hallelujah. Where's your rooftop? Amen. Get on top of it. Amen. Not as an abstraction. Not as another exercise and fleshly effort to prove how spiritual you are. But because your heart is intertwined with the purpose of God in such a way that it's what excites you. It's what makes you think. It's what makes you feel. It's what makes you go. Amen. And a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it. Amen. He who has found it. Have you found your life? Because I haven't found mine yet. Amen. I have the Holy Spirit as a deposit. Amen. I love to live in the Spirit. But on this earth, I haven't found my life yet. Amen. I'm still looking. And my hopes and my dreams are in another place. Have you found your life? Amen. In your beautiful new home, in your perfect little relationships, in your marriage, have you found your life? Amen. Because he who has found his life will lose it. And he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. He hasn't found it yet, but he will find it. Amen. What Brother Howard said last week, 
If there is no resurrection, we are of all men most to be pitied, most miserable. Amen. Because we haven't found our life yet. Amen. And the life that we thought we found, we lost it. Amen. We counted those things rubbish for the, the excellency of gaining Christ, the fellowship that we could have with him. Amen. To feel that God was with us. Amen. That he was speaking to us and through us and that we were part of something so much bigger than ourselves. To feel that we had not concealed his love or his truth and consequently his compassion and his loving kindness was still with us. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. To feel that for me to live is not me finding my life, but for me to live is Christ. <laughs> Amen. And to die is truly gain. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Amen, 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 God. Amen, 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 God. Come now, you who say, tomorrow, today we will make plans, and tomorrow we will fulfill them. Come now, you who make plans about next year, and we'll do this, and we'll buy, and we'll sell. Come now. What is your life? Amen. I want to answer that question. My life is not something I found in this world, savoring the things of this world. What is your life? I'll tell you what my life is. My life is the feeling that the Spirit of God has caught and hold inside and is taking me in a way I would not go. Amen. And has made me a part of a kingdom that is not my own. Amen. That's my life. That's my fulfillment. Amen. To open my ear to do the will of God. To say, I come in the scroll it is written of me. Amen. I'm part of that body you have prepared to do your will, O God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, God. Amen, God. What is your life? I said, this is is King David. I said, I will guard my ways. Amen. I'm going to take safety as my course. I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I don't want to make a mistake with my tongue. I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth as with a muzzle. While the wicked are in my presence, I was mute and silent. I refrained even from speaking good. And my sorrow grew worse. I didn't feel the compassion and the loving kindness of God. I didn't feel like I was speaking only the things he gave me, and he is always with me, like Jesus said. I was mute and silent. I refrained from even speaking good, and my sorrow grew worse. My heart burned hot within me. While I was musing, the fire raged. Jeremiah said, I determined not to speak. I will speak no more in his name. But he said, your words burned like a fire within. They were like a fire shut up in my bones. And I grew weary of holding them back. Amen. I can't help it. My heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. What did he speak? He said, what is my life? What am I waiting for? I don't have my whole life ahead of me. Amen. I have to make good while it is called today. Praise you, Jesus. 
While I was musing, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue, Lord, make me to know my end and what is the extent of my life. Let me know how transient I am. I wish you'd say that to God today. Lord, remind me of how short my life is and how transient I am. Amen. Behold, you have made my days as hand breaths, and my lifetime is as nothing in your sight. Surely every man at his best is a mere breath. Amen. That's what James was talking about. What is your life? Amen. It is but a vapor that appears like that in cold air for a little while, and it vanishes away. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He believes in lost causes. And you're right, every single one of us was a lost cause. So how can we keep silent? Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. God has hidden things in our hearts. Amen. And he's not happy for the way we've accustomed ourselves to concealing them. Amen. Oh, God, let it burn within us. Oh, God, let it burn within us. Remind us of the fear of the Lord that delivers us from the snare of man. God, in Jesus' name, let it burn within my soul. Let me feel it, God. Amen, that I can't help it. Amen. I am your reputation in this circumstance. Don't let me fail you, God. Amen. Don't let me stumble. I'm always afraid I'm going to stumble. Amen. You don't know how many times, amen, even today, I pray under my breath, oh, Lord, God, please help me to speak with grace and humility without fumbling or stumbling, but in clarity and power to make known your truth. Oh, I've prayed that prayer hundreds of times. Amen. Amen. And I've fallen, I've fallen short, I do every time, but it's not about our perfection. It's just that in our weakness, maybe the love of God breaks through and something is seen more than the weakness of man. It's the glory of God. And God, his reputation is seen a little bit for what it is, amen. And the Lord says, oh, that's my blessing. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, amen, because flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven and upon this rock of being able to hear from God and also exactly what you heard from God, I will build my church, amen, a multitude of people, amen, who will have the courage to speak not what flesh and blood reveals, but what my Father who is in heaven has shown, amen. Oh, God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, God. Amen. And we say it's worth it because for me to live is Christ. Amen. Amen. I love it when it's not me. I love it when it's Christ. Amen. So all the times that we fall short, all the times we fail, we can't stop. Amen. Amen. we got to get on our face again and say, God, I know you were speaking. I know you were trying to say something. Please change me. Break me down until I can be someone vulnerable. Amen. Enough to hear it and yield to it. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.